The Arkansas Court of Appeals decided two family law cases this week. In Chisholm v. Chisholm, 2021, ARC App 373, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed and remanded because the trial court erred in reasoning it did not have jurisdiction to revisit an earlier order dividing retirement benefits. Justice Gladwin ruled there was an ambiguity in the earlier order because it did not indicate a set sum or a percentage. Here, the gross annuity payments declined from 1280 to 425 a month, and the question was whether the trial court had jurisdiction to modify its earlier order to division of those benefits, which were marital property. Quote, We point out that Evelyn's retirement benefits are marital property, and Arkansas Code Annotated Section 912.315.A1A provides that all marital property shall be valued and distributed at the time the divorce decree is entered. Here, the circuit court based its calculations on the value of Evelyn's retirement when the complaint for divorce was filed. A court normally loses jurisdiction to change an earlier order after 90 days unless there is a reservation of jurisdiction or an ambiguity. Here, there was a latent ambiguity, the opinion reasoned, quote, Jim argues that the October 2016 order is not ambiguous on its face because the order provides that Jim is entitled to one-half of the gross amount of Evelyn's retirement payment of $1,280 a month from January 1, 2014 until the QDRO becomes effective and OPM begins making payments. Although Jim is correct that there is no ambiguity on the face of the October 2016 order, that does not end our inquiry because the ambiguity here is a latent ambiguity resulting from the existence of collateral facts, the reduction in the amount of Evelyn's monthly retirement payments, that make the order's meaning uncertain. It was the October 2016 order itself that introduced the ambiguity into the case. Both the divorce decree and the QDRO provided that Jim was to receive one-half of Evelyn's gross retirement benefits, while the October 2016 order calculated Jim's share as one-half of a fixed sum, $1,280. The October 2016 order is ambiguous because someone reading the order does not know whether the percentage controls or the dollar amount controls. Because the court's orders are ambiguous in the division of Evelyn's retirement benefits, the court has inherent power to enter an order to correct the judgment. Thus, the circuit court erred in concluding that it lacked jurisdiction to clarify or interpret the October 2016 order. Because the circuit court erred in concluding that it lacked jurisdiction to consider Evelyn's motion, we reverse both the circuit court's July 2019 order granting judgment to Jim and the court's September 2019 distribution order and remand. End of quote. The trial court excluded correspondence because of an inadequate foundation. Quote, Clearly, the OPM correspondence was hearsay offered to prove the truth of the matter inserted therein, namely that Evelyn's postal retirement payments are not $1,280 a month, but are instead $425 a month. The fact that the correspondence was from a federal agency and has the appearance of a business record does not satisfy the explicit requirements of the rule. That a piece of evidence falls within an exception to the rule against hearsay does not equate to automatic admissibility. Evelyn failed to present any admissible testimony whatsoever 
from the custodian or other qualified witness from OPM as to whether the business record requirements were met. Evelyn was a sponsoring witness. However, she was neither the custodian of the records nor a qualified witness because she was under no business duty required by the business record exception rules. The circuit court did not abuse its discretion in refusing to admit the correspondence under the business record exception. End quote. She also argued the hearsay residual exception of Arkansas Rule of Evidence 803.24 applied, but the appellate court was unconvinced. Quote, Here, Evelyn's argument again amounts to a request for automatic admissibility. Admission of the correspondence under the residual hearsay exception in this case would swallow the hearsay rule, especially where Evelyn made no effort to comply with the requirements of either Rule 803.6 or Section 1646.108 for the admission of the correspondence. Therefore, there is no need to admit the correspondence under Rule 803.24. End of quote. The opinion noted that Arkansas Rule of Evidence 803.6 provides a document may be a business record if the proponent shows it is, one, a record or other compilation, two, of acts or events, three, made at or near the time the act or event occurred, four, by a person with knowledge or from information transmitted by a person with knowledge, five, kept in the course of a regularly conducted business, Six, which has a regular practice of recording such information. Seven, as shown by the testimony of the custodian or other qualified witness. End of quote. End of decision. In Johnson v. Johnson, 2021, ARC App 376, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed because an order failed to place a value on marital property of a retirement account and erred in unequally dividing property without a written explanation. Judge Barrett wrote, Sonia and Courtney Johnson were divorced by a decree entered on March 31, 2020, after 18 years of marriage. Sonia appeals from the Pulaski County Circuit Court divorce decree, arguing that 1. The Circuit Court's order should be reversed because the Circuit Court distributed Courtney's military retirement assets without first ascertaining the value, and 2. The circuit court's order should be reversed because the division of assets was, ne- was neither equal nor equitable. We hold that the circuit court clearly erred by failing to place a value on Courtney's military retirement and failed to properly explain the inequitable division, if any, of Courtney's military retirement benefits. Therefore, we reverse and remand. At the hearing, Courtney testified that he was an active member of the United States Army and had accumulated 26 years and 8 months of service to date. He testified that he received approximately $9,800 in gross monthly wages. He testified that once he retired, he would be eligible to receive military retirement pay for the remainder of his life. Courtney stated he and Sonia had been married for 18 years and 4 months of the 26 years and 8 months of service, which amounted to approximately 68% of his military career. He agreed that Sonia would be entitled to 34% of his military retirement benefits. Sonia testified that she was not currently employed and had only been sporadically employed during the latter years of the marriage. Sonia stated that during the marriage, she cashed in her Bank of America retirement account totaling $45,000 in order to provide living expenses for her and their children. End of quote. 
In the findings of fact section of the decree, the circuit court held, Defendant has cashed out her retirement funds and plaintiff has received no benefit from the distribution. For this and other reasons set forth herein, plaintiff is awarded his full retired military pay free and clear of any interest by defendant. The Court of Appeals ruled that the trial court should have valued the military retirement. Quote, On appeal, Sonia argues that the circuit court erred by inequitably dividing the military retirement benefits in favor of Courtney. Specifically, she argues that the circuit court should have ascertained the value of Courtney's military retirement benefits before allocating the entire amount to him, and the division of the military retirement benefits was so inequitable that reversal is required. End of quote. There was an unequal division without written explanation. The circuit court found that Courtney had 26 years and 8 months of service in his military retirement plan, and taking into account his and Sonia's marriage of 18 years and 4 months, 68% of his retirement pay was marital property, and Sonia's interest would be 34%. However, rather than equally dividing the military retirement benefits that had accrued during the marriage according to the circuit court's division of marital property percentages, the circuit court awarded Courtney the full amount of his military retirement benefits. We also hold that the circuit court failed to properly explain the inequitable division, if any, of Courtney's military retirement benefits. Although the circuit court appeared to reason that because Courtney shouldered most of the marital debt and Sonia cashed out her retirement from which Courtney received no benefit, Sonia should not share in the marital portion of Courtney's military retirement benefit even though Sonia testified she cashed out her retirement account in order to provide for their children. The circuit court stated other reasons for this unequitable division. However, it did not properly address this issue. End of quote. End of case.